Take It or Leave It podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Will, hanging with my homies. Peaches Teaches. Sean here. Alrighty, alrighty. So basically, our podcast for today, we want to find out if you can be yourself 100% of the time at work. So are you the same at work that you are at home? And so that's what we really want to know. My answer is, I think yes, but it's a lot of different factors. I'm pretty sure my co-hosts, they don't, <laughs> I don't think they necessarily agree with me, but we'll see. Sean, what you think? Um, I, <clears throat> excuse me, world. No, you're not the same person. I, and I don't care who you is or <laughs> where you from. <laughs> I'm not a thug. Um, but no, you can't be the same person because I think you're not allowed to be free in a professional setting. Mm. What do you think? What do you think, Peaches Teaches? Absolutely not. <laughs> That's yeah. absolutely not. Okay, so and the reason I said I said yes, you can't, and it'd be our first one of our subtopics. Does the occupation matter? Let's say, because you can be, we didn't say the type of job, we just said at work. So can you be, let's say you working at a fast food restaurant. Are you the same as you were if you're home? Depend on if my manager wide or black. I don't know. <laughs> but, see that, but while that is a factor, that shouldn't be a factor. Because whether your manager is white or black, that's still your manager. And but if my manager ratchet, it gives me permission to be my full self. Nah. And by ratchet, I mean uninhibited. Now I don't you, mean like get out. Now you buy well, all into these the negative, hype. you know, huh? I said now you buy into the hype. What's the hype? Because you're talking about if your manager's ratchet, then you feel comfortable to be ratchet. And uh, and by ratchet, I mean uninhibited. I don't mean like. Well, let's uh, but let's say if you are just. You ought to say it, it don't even have to be at a fast food restaurant. It can be you can work a uh work for the cable company. You cable can, guy. <laughs> or you can work for or you can work for a, you can do IT work, you know, you can still be the same cuz some of it is mostly that's what I say, a lot remote of, work. So you just be like I'm about to share your screen. Spoke. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. A lot of jobs. Now this is before this is I'm I'm saying um BC, you know what I'm saying, before Corona, mm-hmm. um, you still had jobs where you still were by yourself in your office and you may not have had to interact with individuals. And that's another thing. If you didn't have to interact with the person, you, you can be yourself still. Uh, but what job calls for you to not interact with people on any level, whether on the phone or in emails or video conferencing or in person? Like, what job gives you, I guess it would be like complete isolation from the societal world? Because I don't think, like, what's the purpose of that occupation? It, you know what I'm saying? Like, if there's a job, if there's a job where you don't, inter- because even if you want to see, well, I do something with animals. All right. You still have other types of, you know, zoologists, marine biologists. If you work at a zoo, you got other zookeepers. Things of that nature. Like, you're still... I said you can't do it because work 
It's supposed to be a professional environment. And why is my full self not professional? You have because it's your full self. But you can't be your professional side is a facet of your full self. No No one's professional one hundred percent of the time. No, but I guarantee that. But but also most people aren't professional one hundred percent of the time at work. True, because I feel like when you first in your first ninety days, you you're like tip top. You know, good morning. <laughs> and you like stock and barrel. As soon as you get in, you be gonna kick your shoes off under the desk. You got your heater. You done got you got your blanket at, at your desk. Or entertainment. In entertainment, you can still be yourself a lot. Like if you play. I, mean, I feel like entertainers are you know professional. They're professional, but they're it's their profession. Like comedians are funny, but they're not funny at home. Right. That, that's, not, that's not necessarily true. It depends on the comedian. It really does. It really does depend on the comedian. Now you can still. Some people still like to. But most comedians, I who um, give an account, they always say that they're quiet at home. Don't say that a lot of their, like I said, a lot of their materials coming from like their, yeah, because that makes the best comedy. I mean, it's it's tragedy plus comedy. Or some people, as in football players, as we know, as we know, some of them are rough and tough on the football field, and they are rough and tough at home. So <laughs> that. This is really that, true. They, they the same person. It's like I'm the same person. I'm I'm the same person that you see on the internet as they in person. But I but I think that why you can so entertainers, for example, entertainers is probably one of the the more looser professions in the world we live in because it's it's entertainment at its core. It's entertainment. It's meant to entertain. It's meant to provide a a distraction or relief or whatever. But even in that realm, like if you want to make any money or you want to blow up, you got to be serious at some point. When you go in a, when you go in a corporate office, if I'm if I'm a comedian and I want to do an hour special and I want to pitch it to Netflix, I'm not going to get in my set. I'm going to go in there, I'm going to set up an appointment with some people in some suits and ties. And I'm going to have a real conversation. They ain't going to go in there smacking on gun, be like, hey, bro, so y'all trying to do this comedy show or what? Because bro, got time. Like, no, you're not going to do that. That's all I'm saying. We don't, all I'm saying that it's a possibility mm-hmm. some people are the exact same. What I was saying is, are, can you be yourself, regardless of what that is, even at work? If you just, let's say you always a low-key, humble, laid-back person. You can be a low-key, laid-back, humble person. At the at the job and at home, you don't change yourself. That's what I was saying. I don't know because one time I was denied um, ten cents of my forty five cent raise because <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know where going the story. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Because they said that I wasn't friendly. What was that four point five percent? That's a four point. That's a four percent loss, bro. That's a problem. Okay, so, that, so but that's they a, said, but I got a ninety nine point nine on my evaluation. But they said that I wasn't a, approachable is the word that they use. But I found that my Caucasian counterparts were very chatty, so I had to cut them, cut the conversation, so that I could get my work done. So I and and you know and they thought that. My curtness was a slight to them. 
And then, like, if you... I wasn't disrespectful, but, you know, you have to give a certain... Especially a black woman. Well, black men, too. You have to give a certain sort of softness, sort of, you know, jovial approach to everything in order for everyone around you to relax. Because as soon as you don't answer, as soon as you deep side, oh, she's angry. But what if that's a, what if that's your personality anyway? That's what I'm. <laughs> what if you're an angry person anyway? I'm not. I mean, I, I, I I'm saying I'm saying that then that's not just not conducive to a healthy work environment because don't nobody want to be around you, you know, huffing and puffing all the time. But that's what I'm saying. That person could be like that all all the time. I. But I feel like that's that's ridiculously specific. <laughs> Like okay, so on the if, if the ba- if the base question is can you be one hundred percent of yourself inside and outside of work, I'm gonna say no, one hundred percent no. Now if you want to go with whatever splits you want to have, then that's fine because you do need to have. You got hired because you're you, mm-hmm. so that does so your personality. No, because I be giving a good front. Oh, that's terrible. That, that's <laughs> the name out of time. Six months go by, they be like. You, I know, girl. So is that is head that, down my back, blonde. So what? You, what you're saying is people put on front yep. in the resume. I'm wearing by or, time. Not the resumes, excuse me. The, uh, you give a front for the ninety days. Are uh-uh. we talking about the interview yeah, yeah, process? And, and, and as time goes by, I give them more and more. So by the time I'm there for two years, I'm wearing my pullout. So I'm dressed down Friday. I'm. I'm not. Take it or leave it. Pull out the Jordans. That's it. <laughs> On Jean Friday, I'm, wear, I'm wearing Jordans and pull out. But that when I had a managerial job, I wore mine every day. Yo, what? Pull out. Uh-huh. Come on. Um, and listeners, pull outs are removable gold teeth. <laughs> that was long, gold. long, 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 long. They, they don't have to be gold. That's that's a long, long time. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's not accept. That's not accepted in the workplace. It, it, it was. I took it down to the district meetings and all. See, but they just gotta. They gotta do what. Take it or leave it. Hey, they had to. But I had. I. I still produce and make and my then, see, And that's the thing. Once they see that you you are a producer at a high volume, then they'll let you. I mean, not even let you because now we're we're talking in terms of allowance. But um. They they feel have to allow you to say that. They now. have to they have to just take it or leave it because they know you're gonna do some good work. So so what if she got long, blue hair down to her ankle okay, at the not, copy machine? So what? Not, she gonna she gonna get them accounts. Now I have she had gonna them. make that we she gonna pull that she gonna pull them accounts and she gonna make that bread. I have I have had a job who ch- changed the dress code policy because of me. Mm, why? Because you was wearing sequins. Way to go, AI. No, because I had my. This is when I had my. I had long hair, and I couldn't. They didn't want nobody to have no guys to have long hair when we went to our, our meetings, when we had to meet with other companies. So they didn't have that in the dress code policy to begin with. I didn't think they really thought that somebody like I, would be doing that. Like I, <laughs> it was I. And so the next year they changed the um, the dress code policy. Now the next the question that I have: Do you guys believe that it, the race matters in chapter change yourself? Chapter change yourself? No, not chapter trying to. I'm about to say what? To change yourself because we said we already said that you don't believe a hundred percent. I think you said the same. I said that I, I believe people can. 
Do you believe that uh, race matters in being able to be your full self if you want to do percentage-wise at the job? Or you think... You mean, like, do white people get to be themselves all the time? And versus black people? Or Jewish people? Um, Yes, but I think, you know, it is... Um, the the more brown, the further you go down <laughs> the totem pole as far as, you know, percentages of authenticity. Mm. So you're saying the closer you get, if we're on, if we're at Home Depot <laughs> and the closer you get to the, when you look at the paint spectrum. Yeah. You know, that's, it's more, off, yeah. you're more authentic mm-hmm. as wide you get. Yes. And you're more, you're less authentic. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Do you yeah. agree with that, Sean? That's that's a great visual. <laughs> as, as I'm holding up swatches <laughs> from Sherwin Williams. Head us up, Sherwin. Trying to, try to figure out how's my mood today? It's a mood ring for your ass. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, I believe that's true. And I think that a lot of that is kind of just, a lot of it's baked in, right? And I think you have to look at the positions that are filled from a race standpoint. Like most of your, most of your, this may, you know, this might be a terrible generality, but I'm making it anyway. <laughs> it's the world we live in. Most of your CEOs, most of your higher executives, your COOs, your CO, your CFOs, all, anything with three letters. The alphabet boys, (laughs) right? The alphabet boys. Most of those people are of the are 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 of the get the words out fairer skin tone. So I think with that comes the uh, the visual and the assumption that these are your suit and tie people, these are your professionals, whatever, whatever. And then as you get down the totem pole. Uh You know, you get to the essential workers, right? You mm. get to your, you get when you go from your department head to your team leaders to just the grunts. Your mailroom. Your mail, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Even once you get down to the grunt work, then I think you start to see maybe not a lack of professionalism, <laughs> but I think the the visual of it kind of starts to change. You know what? I think I, what, this may be a little off topic, but I'm going to throw it out there. Take it or leave it. I really feel like maybe the lack of professionalism is because I don't get paid enough. Like when you go down, the, you know, when you come down, you the, the normally the pay is less. So so the attitude is like, I do not get paid enough to care about this. But the- And maybe that is I don't think that black people cannot be professional. I think that they choose. But, At some point to be like, man, look. Well, then that's but that's actually taking it. That's actually reversing it from okay. what our spectrum of our, the paint. Because if we do it that way, we got brown that's actually under the black because they don't get paid enough because they do odd job for the least for the least amount of right. money. Right, that's why. I mean, and but so, that, but I think I guess you're right. Okay. And so I would say that I agree to a certain extent, mm-hmm. and I I don't know if the the professionalism I think goes with. The what you can cap out at at the top and of I that think, job, and I also think that professionalism is the standard is what the alphabet boys, the CEOs, and the CFOs like. It's what they are used to, what they what their standard is. 
just us being us is a lot. You know, African, we got, we got flavor. We got soul. We super bad. We black and we proud. We just come with more. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're saying the same things, but it comes off as different because, you know, our our inflection. Yeah, our, not even our, our inflection. You know, we tend to talk more with our hands. It doesn't mean you're ghetto. It's just that it's just not the standard for them. They're very, well, I don't want to start generalizing, but, you know, we just. Most of the stuff is cookie cutter. Most people are used to one thing for a long yes, time. Yes, and then they set that as a standard, and then it's like if you can't fit into that mold, right? You know, and that mold is not even normal people. Even even um, Caucasians have to kind of sometimes shave down their. I don't even know if it's just. I would say it's still Caucasian, but I would say it's more along of the elite. The because a lot of and these people who set the standards don't even be in in their office. They don't be at work. No, they don't qualify for the position they actually have to begin with. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> they keep us on track, Sean. That's a whole different. <laughs> but that's a, yeah, right. You're right. That's you're right. So they, ne- it's a, nepotism is a whole different podcast. And so, yeah. But I believe in nepotism. You should, because it's the world you live in. I do. And it's it's blatant in so many ways. You were saying, Doctor Will. My apologies. <laughs> no, I was just. No, I was just. I was just saying that a lot of times that. What they perceive, like for instance, if you ever watched the show Undercover Boss, mm-hmm. I really like that. And then you see they come down and do the regular jobs, you can tell in their face they're like, Oh, wow, uh-huh. this is hard. Yeah, so uh-huh. they, none of the standards that any of them mm-hmm. set, they can't uphold they, it. They were like, Wow, I, I can't do this, mm-hmm. but I have and to do this. I cannot this live and. off this wage either. Exactly, that's why they cry at the end. Mm-hmm. And like, oh and my God, let me and give one you, person $150,000. Give this else. and say, so You know, you have you bragged about having 97 stores in the North in North America or wherever you have it at. And now you gave this one person, everybody, like, oh, yeah, it's good. You did that. So you, the other people are like, well, maybe he's going to come to my store. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> right. Because I was about to say, because you realize you're talking about a TV show where the plot is laid out and understood by, are we going to take this boss who probably didn't even start with this company? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times you're higher up from a management or a staffing situation were hired from somewhere else mm-hmm. to be put in this managerial position. Mm-hmm. So they may have no prior work experience at the company that they're working at. So like I said, but that's that's a show for the public to see. Outside of Undercover Boss, on a normal, at a regular Fortune 500 company, mm-hmm. you think the CEO finna go to the mail room? <laughs> no. That's what I'm saying, but they, I know they don't know how bad it is or how it's like... No, nah, they have no idea. They're so deep. I don't I don't want to say that they're so detached from reality, but they're far enough away from it. Mm-hmm. That, and that's what I think with a lot of situations, that's a whole nother pocket, but a lot of situations with people who's never been in certain neighborhoods or have to live by a certain wage or have to do because I'm the guy you're you're complaining I understand like no no not a complaint just tell you what it is yes here it I'm is. not complaining and you have no idea and so no that idea. and that's why you see them that's why you see them hand out them big old checks and then it, it happens at that one store and the rest of the stores be looking and like, it hey. The, and it got to be the homeless mama with five kids who catch the bus and still be there to work, run the store. Right. I think i seen the episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like, I can't believe she does these numbers and she doesn't even have a car. She drops her kids off. Yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, that's my that's my whole thing with it is that um, 
with the well let's let's switch it up let's switch it up do you think that the race should be designated on the application do you think we should still have that that's a double-edged sword because okay. it's done for data collection purposes um, whether you just want to build or so they say no no, no. it's and, and 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 some companies are incentivized i mean affirmative action is a thing so you have to maintain your numbers of minority hires because otherwise you could be sued <laughs> for yeah. violating the affirmative action law. So yeah, a large majority of, of, of the um, race designation as far as the application process is for data collection, whether you want to build diversity or whether you want to get some type of funding from a grant or if you just want to look better to advertisers or sponsors. Or, or if you want to attract more, more, more of a certain demographic, you hire that demographic. That is very true. Well. But that's, and that's the whole thing. But if you, if you do take it off, then it, it, it's not allowing, if you never designated it, mm -hmm. you can't get the money and they still won't know if you're hiring women, men, right. uh, white, black, brown, mm -hmm. or any of that. They, they will never know and you can slide under the radar without it oh, on there. Oh, can you slide? Because um, You wouldn't know if you're just going off the names. Like if how? I, because if you, if you, who would know? Now, you, Dr. Will, have a very, you know, middle of the line <laughs> name, but yes. So yes, some Barack people. Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> yes, he, he no does matter that. how, no matter how you slice it. But that's what I'm saying. So you, and that's the whole thing. You shouldn't be going off of that. But then the thing is, is that I wouldn't know what. Uh, the shirt shop is how what employees they have in there if you, if they just sit the names and mm -hmm. so I wouldn't be able to tell if it's they're hiring diverse mm -hmm. um diverse you know, what's going on in that mm -hmm. or the Burger King on uh, MLK and Fifteen I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure I know what they hired on MLK and Fifteen but mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying that's another anyway mm -hmm. but you wouldn't know if they didn't tell you it would be no way to find it out technically so once we get away from that it's go I feel like we're going on. A, revert back and go in the opposite direction. No, yeah. I mean, you think that's why I said it's a double-edged sword. Like, it has to play a role in the application hiring process for better or worse for the greater good because it affects so many other things did, did, other than, you know, discrimination and bias because that's in there too. <laughs> but, but no, I think, I think the race, if there was... If there is a way for it to be submitted kind of blindly, like if you did a blind resume test, that's probably the purest form of hiring. But as you, because then you can compare skills versus skills, education, education, and then you just, you just pick a winner and there you go. Mm -hmm. But like you said, Dr. Will, I mean, it, it is, you do need to know those numbers for myriad reasons. I mean, it's, and that's why I was like, if there was a way to do it, Without maybe the hiring manager knowing, I know what they can do. Cause if I, cause if I do? submit, or if, I don't know if there was a way to submit it. Now you got, you got to submit it before you get hired. But. No, what you do is I got it, I got it. What you do is you submit the application without the name, and assigning a number. You mm, get and look at just the and just look at the qualifications like and like let me get number, let me give me number fifteen, number yeah. twenty, number mm -hmm. that and that, and mm -hmm. then. Once they get the, then, then, one, then they can release the reveal the name. Yeah, that's smart. 
Yeah, I might have to I'm put that up. Hey, man, y'all don't steal my idea. You need to cut the Dr. The Dr. Will method. Yeah. The Dr. Will hiring method. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Will's hiring method. I'm going to tell you why. That's, a, that's an awesome idea, but it has no chance of dying, of living. Why? Because the people who hire you want to know. The, because the, the people, they're really good. The they're people really, doing the hiring want to know your name. They want to know your race. Yes, because that comes down to um, yeah, how you, you know, are you going to mess up my work environment? Well, that's are you going to mesh with us? But the thing is that you get the qualifications first mm-hmm. and you we okay these have the best qualifications yeah but some the then, some people the, be good at their jobs but they be sticking them up yeah but that that would be a difference up but you get through the you get to the interview process now yeah, that's that's true, 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 true. you get over that first huh? true, true, true. you said somebody look oh this is um look I don't know how to pronounce that get that out of there you know what right. I'm saying they won't do that anymore yeah. Or this is a I got enough females here get that out of there no if it says I have these experiences I was at a job where they believe that to do this job, they only said it would be good for males. This was a sales job. So they actively recruited, recruited in that in that uh, capacity, which I felt I was like, that's not good at all. But I was just an assistant manager and I had to keep my job. So uh-huh. I guess I wasn't myself at that point. Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> So there's that, but that was only at one job. Aha. The only time I was at myself in when I did work is because the office that I shared, I shared it with uh, another African American. So we kind of, you know, were able to be ourselves as long as nobody came in there. But he so had to go. No, you worked so you worked yourself. But then let me tell you how he blew it, blew up the spot because. He started saying the N word like oh, see, when no, white people, when other people came in there, he would be like, "No, no, we ain't about to switch it. I'm sick of this." Like he wanted to revolt. Like you with me, you with me. Let's do it. Let's yeah. just not change. And I'm like, look, bro. So, and that was his last Friday working. <laughs> he did. He ended up quitting before they fired him. Yeah, well, it was coming. But then, but he found out the girl that did the same work as us got paid like three dollars more. And did she work longer? Yes, but he had a degree. She sure. didn't. She did not. Mm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that I, I could, that is a cause to Paul. That I. Well, agree. and then he was done. He was dropping in bombs. He was calling okay, people. See, that's, well, he that's, was calling people whatever they wanted. He was being rude. See, that's the. Well, I, see, I don't think she have. You he should was have taking to an go hour and a half for lunch. He was just done with them. Oh, he should have been fired then. No, but he I think he was trying to get fired, but they was like, nah, nah, my brother. Get that unemployed. Uh uh-uh, uh, you're gonna have to quit, baby. You get fired. So get he left to go home. He said he was gonna, you know, go home and come back and he never came back. That's funny. All right. That is funny. So, um I'm, so I guess we're both I guess we're all no, you never said do you think they should have the race on the application? I think Dr. Will's hiring method is the best way to handle it. Yeah, yeah I, 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 like I said, I, I'm an advocate of the blind resume in the first stage of hiring. Like, you know, the basic online application or the paper application, whatever you want to call it. Um, and the first level of hiring, yes, there should be no, no, no designations, whether it's gender um, or race. Oh, well, look at that. Yeah. That's funny. No, yeah, didn't, didn't cut that part out. <laughs> no, don't take it or leave it. No, take it or leave it. No, no, but and 
trying to figure out how to put, how to push this. No, so okay, so we've had discussions about um, name bias, which is what it is, uh, gender bias, as far as it relates to the workplace. Race, yes, as far as it relates race black, to man. the workplace. So we take that. So we did the applications. That's out the way. We mm-hmm. did the interviews. That's out the way. We talked about our our you know staff structure. That's out the way. So from basic job placements, do you believe that race plays a role in the type of job that you are either offered or more likely to get? Like, does or is there one race that's more fitted to be a zookeeper than another race or a uh, journalist than another race or a pharmacist as opposed to another race? Like, do you believe that plays a role in it as well? I mean, yes, because, oh, yes, because we live in a material world. And I'm a material girl. <laughs> Shout out to Madonna Collins, girl. Hey, no, you're listening. Um, I think so because we live in a white supremacist society. Yes, of course. Or no, of course. What was the question? I don't know. You know. No. Okay. So this is why this is why I say, Peter. Now, with the job placement, I think that that's going to go into stereotypes, which was um, kind of what we were going to go into next. Well, this is what I say about that and kind of tie them in together. So I believe they have a certain type of stereotype to certain individuals. So with like CEOs. Like for instance, let's say for instance, whenever a, um, a, a athlete that's of color has an <laughs> interview and they say, oh, he or she speaks well. It's like, did you expect them not to? Right. So journalism so articulate. or articulate. There you go. Or you know stuff like that. I don't. I I don't believe that anything outside of entertainment wise that they would allow the with the people. They're gonna be more pushed to entertainment, not like the the doctors, the CEOs, the 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 people that own the teams. The you know what I'm saying D- different things of that nature. And I think it's gonna be with the. I'm not even going to say ethnicity. I'm going to say lower class. They're going to try to keep mm. them at at bay as being worker bees, teach them how to work, not teach them how to manage mm-hmm. to a certain extent. So I think like with the lower class, they're they're going to want to be assistant manager, maybe get up to the store manager, but that's where they're going to cap. Right. They're not going to allow them to be the area manager, the right. district manager things of that nature mm-hmm. you got your cap is going to depend upon where you live let's say florida so we'll say with georgia florida around that area like sixty thousand fifty thousand mm-hmm. what they want to try to cap you at mm-hmm. to keep you at a certain line to keep you happy but yeah. just so you won't they you're not going to get higher than you your your ceiling right, right. you have pigeonholed. Classes, yeah uh-huh. yeah you're pigeonholed. and so that's what i believe and i think that's lower class not just i don't think that's i don't think that that of course, if we do lower class by the percentage, it's still going to be yes. You, so that's still what I mean. Yes, somewhat race driven. No, I, I I understand that. I understand that perspective because you do see a lot of um, a lot of lower class, middle class, lower class people in mid level, low level service industry 
type of jobs. Essential workers. Yes, I mean, yeah. I, I will. <laughs> the definition of essential worker has kind of morphed, given the status of COVID nineteen in the world. Because you want to think of your frontline people as, you know, your doctors, your police officers, your firefighters, and what all this. And I want to talk about any of those. I was talking right, about so it's straight essential workers. So your grocery, yes. your, your bag boy, yes. not even in Publix, your bag boy at the Piggly Wiggly, or the attendant at the Circle K, or yep. the 7 Eleven, or oh. whoever's working drive through at Burger King yep. and Shake Shack and things of that nature. And, yes. And Bojangles. And Bojangles. Got, got to have you, Bojangles. <laughs> and Bojangles. So, yeah, so that's what, that what they try to make. I wasn't talking about the doctors, the nurses. Of course, those are essential workers, too. But what I talked about, I meant it in the term of what they deem essential for only only purposes is of COVID. Yeah, like service and hospitality workers. Yeah, and factory workers that were in the north, each with in the packaging factories, mm-hmm. all standing together, and yeah, those those people too. Mm-hmm, 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 so mm-hmm. I mean, with the with, with everything going on, with the uh, the race with it, uh, I I think it's both. I think it'd be both split down the middle. Mm-hmm. But hey, man. But I, that's 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 such a it's a terrible thing on so many levels because as human beings, I don't care male, female, black, white, Indian, whatever, whatever, your greatest ability and your greatest skill set is your ability to learn. Mm-hmm. So to be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I come from the slums, so I gotta stay in the mail room. Like that's that's a hindrance to the person and a hindrance as a company. Because you're not investing in these people potential or their talents. Like you're not even you're not even trying. And I mean, you know, the people who make the big bucks, they don't even care. Mm-mm. And so this this is probably gonna be a moot point and fall on a lot of deaf ears. But in this age of, you know, diversity and inclusion and social change and all these things, you might just wanna, you know, man, give somebody a chance. Maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. Probably, <laughs> but I agree with Dr. Will's method of uh, application process. Like let's let's do blank resumes from jump, and then as we get deeper into the interview process and you know background checks, then we can start. I would I would just start slowly revealing personal information as you get deeper, like to the process, like mm-hmm. the Mad Singer. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like the mask. Exactly. That's exactly what he means. That yep, that's a perfect perfect analogy. But I but I think the like like if you come in, if I if I see this resume and you ready, you know what I'm saying, you got a you got a bachelor's degree, period. Because a lot of people get into school biases also. Mm-hmm. If you got a bachelor's degree from here and you got a master's degree from here and you work six years in this in this field and blah 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 blah. And then you come to an interview and you're a tall white male, a tall black male, a short mm-hmm. black female, a short Asian male, whatever. Like, let's, that's the moment, like, that's the do or die moment. Do because die. I know who I am as an African this entire time. Mm-hmm. But when I walk into this interview room, what's your face going to look like <laughs> as you hire it? Yeah. And feel, put that on undercover boss. Like, film those reactions. Yeah, because that's gonna let you know right there. Oh, whether or not you're getting hired. Like that's that's the line. 
Yeah, I can agree. I can agree with that. Well, hey man, we had to get some short and sweet for y'all today. Short and sweet. Another another episode to take it or leave it. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take It or Leave It. I am one of your hosts, Dr. Will. Hi guys, this is Peaches Teaches, and if you like what you hear, you can reach us at Take It or Leave It 1982 at gmail.com or take dot it or dot leave it over on Instagram. Give us a follow. Hit us up. Hey everybody, Sean here. Thank you for listening and be sure to share, subscribe, and like.